0: This is one of the biggest money making opportunities that we've ever had an opportunity to be on the cusp of. Okay. Specifically, black people, people of color. Yep.
1: Are you ready? We're gonna run
0: the play. Let's Do you go. know what it's like to come for nothing at all? But every day, you just wanting it all. Do you know what it's like? Every day, fixing your fear that your blessing is near do you know what it is like growing up broken the most but still being devoted the most do you
1: know what it is like yeah that's what the journey's about yeah you are you ready what's going on y'all this is justin Owens back at the run the play show where I help break down the top plays of success from top leaders entrepreneurs and personalities by sharing gems from their personal playbook and I'm excited today like always we've got uh, a guru in the house in the tech space, uh, my brother Cyrus Harvin. How you doing, man? Yo, bro. Doing good, doing good man. Look, happy to be up in here. This gentleman is the owner of y'all probably see the podcast, His New Black, and he's the co-founder of Octoply AI. This gentleman is uh, uh, just kind of raked the scene in the tech space. I would say probably in the last twelve to eighteen months, probably before that, but you know, it's just, it's just, he just came and just. He's been teaching people a game, and I wanted to have a conversation with you, one, because um, I know that with tech and with AI, the space is really booming. Yeah. But confusing. I also think there's a lot of confusion. A lot of people don't really know what's happening in the space. Yeah. Um, and so some people are extremely on the side of fear, like, oh, my God, I'm going to yeah. lose everything. And some people are like, uh, I mean, I think it's great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I want to have a conversation, maybe in the middle, to say, okay, look, what are the what are pros and cons? What are things you're saying? Yeah. Uh, in the marketplace. So, um, Let's just start here. What,
0: what what are your thoughts initially of AI itself, man? First and foremost, my thoughts on AI is that this is one of the biggest money making opportunities that we've ever had an opportunity to be on the cusp of. Okay. Specifically, black people, people of color. Yeah. Because for the first time ever, like usually, whether we're talking real estate, whether we're talking investments, whatever we're talking about, we've always been a hundred years behind, fifty years behind, yeah. maybe even 20 years behind yep. at, at the at the most. Mm-hmm. Even even with the crypto boom, we were still like a few years yeah, behind on that. Sure. But AI is something that's now. Right. There is no AI expert. Like yeah. there is no like true, like the guru person of yeah. AI. Yeah. And I mean, even the person that's coined the father of AI, he just recently retired and said he's completely done with it. He doesn't yeah. want anything to do with yeah, it. Yeah. And so with the AI companies that are popping up right now. The, the level of of investors and VC funding, yep. it's like we've never seen a time before where there's such a great opportunity for new inventions, new creations, new technology. Even if you're a person that don't understand anything about tech itself, yeah. you can still partner with someone that does, create an invention that completely transforms the world and just really sets yourself up, set your community up. So yeah. I think it's an incredible thing that people are trying to sleep on it's gonna wake them up not for sure but it's something that's about to like wreck everything yeah no i I agree this is i've had a couple
1: of opportunities pass by and some of them were just in social media Mm -hmm. where i was just like man nah i don't think i'm gonna do nothing and then they blow up and then i'm like nah i ain't gonna focus on that and then it blow up i said you know as soon as they start talking about it i said okay hold on let me just get in here and play around because i've had too many opportunities that i was so ignorant that i wasn't smart enough to at least take a look yeah You know, like some of us, we just like, oh no, that's just over my head. That's too much. And it's like, but you ain't even looked at it. Like, how do you know? Or there's some people that just, they're they're making assumptions just off of social media posts in the, you know, the captions that people create. I'm like, but that's somebody else's perspective. When you, at some point you gotta say, okay, let me dive in here and, and start understanding it. So if I'm new to the world of AI, where would you tell a
0: person to start? First, I would say, do not think you understand AI because you watch some movies. Okay. One, one of the things we do all the time, <laughs> all the time. I was just at the barber shop, yep. and the barbers, all they were doing was referencing movies. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, we're seeing things happen in technology today that that movies that, that were shown in movies before. Yeah, for sure. Nevertheless, w- the first thing somebody should do, really, just YouTube adversity. Just go to YouTube. Okay. Look up information on YouTube. Yep. Watch episodes of Tech as New Black, specifically yeah. episodes or clips where we have like people that are AI experts talking about technology. Yeah, it's like there there really is no bad place to start, but at the same time, this isn't something where someone someone could go to a library and get a bunch of books on AI because again, it's right. so new. Right. And so, really, the starting point of just going on YouTube, like I'm subscribed to a few different channels on YouTube, a few different email lists where every single day I'm getting updates. Because every single day there is new technology, new updates of what's happening with AI advancements. Got it. And so, really, that's just the best place to start for somebody who's ignorant. And it's not as complicated as people think it is. Because again, this is something that is still relatively new. Yeah. So it's not something that's gotten so complex and so advanced. Now, is it's building it complex? Like, if you're not a software developer, yeah. then, yeah, it's going to be complex building it. Yeah, yeah, But understanding what it is is actually pretty simple.
1: Got it. So is this something that you've seen is, like, specifically for, like, young people? Like, this is like you know, I got to be 20 and under, 30 and under to really understand? What's what's your perspective
0: on that? No, I mean, so naturally by default, young people are going to be the ones that they're going to have a natural proclivity towards it to where they're just going to like connect with it right away. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like, you know, teenagers, some like kids, even like 19 years old that are already hip to AI and technology. They're already, they're already like literally building some of these tools themselves. Yeah, And so they have a natural kind of proclivity towards it since it's literally in their generation. That being said, it's not something that's so complex that somebody that's in their 50s or 60s won't be able to understand. I I think of it this way, you know how like, okay, if if you go, you know how you talk, I don't even wanna say somebody in the hood, but just someone who just naturally by default isn't using their brain, whether they're not reading books or they're not even trying to keep up with what's happening in the world. Yeah. That type of person, yeah, of course, you go to them and you try to tell them to, like, you know, you try to talk to them about AI, or talk yeah. to them about some new technology, robotics, whatever. Yeah, they're just going to be, their head is going to explode. Yeah. But if just a, a simple person, you just read, let's say, a couple books a year. Yeah. You know, you you researching a few different things. You stand on top of a few different things that are going on. Mm-hmm. You're at least, like, training your brain. Yeah. To some level and some degree. I mean, shoot, if you're just a person where you're even willing to learn a new social media platform, yeah. learning about AI and technology is not even as as complex as it is going from Instagram to TikTok and learning right. that platform. Yeah,
1: no, I agree. And, I, and I'm going to just say this. Some of y'all got to start using your brain a little bit more anyway. I, I was thinking about it the other day, man. Uh, like, even being younger, I, I was like, man, how many people's numbers did I have memorized?
0: Bruh.
1: Like, I'm like, man, if your phone died, how many numbers? Like, I want y'all to think about this for real. <laughs> If your phone die, how many numbers you really know? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some people, for real, like, we don't use our brains enough to, like, everything's on GPS. So if your phone die, you don't even know where you're at. And you're five real. minutes from the house. I, I was talking to uh, Dr. Holistic. That's, that's my guy. He was like, bro, I've started to stop using my GPS because it was making my me lazy. Yeah. And I was like, you know, you're right, bro. Sometimes I just, let me just drive where I'm going and let me make sure I'm being aware. Because there's yeah. some things that you're doing that, like, bro, how many people know they mama number by heart? Dad number by heart. I still remember my grandparents' number by heart, and they don't even have that home phone no more. I know I know my childhood number, man. but so it's like you got people that's not even using their brain for that, and so they look at AI and it's like, oh man. And and man. I think that's why some of y'all are nervous because y'all are like, man, I ain't been thinking in years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and this thing about the AI thing, but there there they are some people that say, okay, this AI thing gonna mess it all up, and it's gonna take jobs and it's gonna remove people. What what are your what are your thoughts when it comes to that? Oh,
0: it's definitely gonna take jobs. Mm. It's definitely gonna take jobs. Yeah, but guess what? is going to create new jobs, new careers, but it's going to be higher paying jobs. I think of it like this. I think back to, if anybody saw, what was it, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Not Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, but the newer one with Johnny Depp. Mm. And the father, I think it was the father, the grandfather, whatever, he lost his job to, they had like a robot come in and basically replace his job. Okay. The robot replaced his job, so he ended up jobless. hmm but, the, you know, at the end of the movie, they always got to like tie everything up on yeah. a nice bow. Mm. At the end of the movie, he ended up getting a better job being the engineer that would fix the robot whenever it broke down.
2: Hmm.
0: It's the same thing with technology. The same technology, same AI, the, the same way that the tech industry by itself. So AI is a part of the tech industry. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, it's such an advancement of the tech industry that it can be talked about as if it's his own thing. So the same way wow. the tech industry has disrupted... Every career, every industry as we know it, AI is about to come in and even disrupt and dismantle some of what's happened in the tech industry. So not only, and and I I started talking about this as soon as I got in the tech industry, because I was only in the industry for a couple months Mm -hmm. before I started peeping game, and I said, oh, snap, this industry is about to replace everything that we see in the hood, every job, whether we're talking cashiers, Mm -hmm. whether we're talking... I mean, I mean, delivery drivers, like whatever, whatever. I'm like, yo, all of the the different jobs that we see and that are the bedrock of, you know, I hate to say it, but the bedrock of like, you know, a lot of like black communities, whether we're talking poor, middle-class, even upper-class black communities. I was like, yo, technology is about to disrupt all of this. And that's why I started talking about tech online and saying, yo, everybody should start, at least on some level, having some foundational understanding of this technology, either once you can use it, or two, you get in the industry some kind of way, so that way now you're n- now getting paid significantly more, and now it's not replacing you, now it's just upgraded you itself. Yeah. And so that's what AI is about to do as well. Even there are some people in tech that are just kicking their feet up. They're like, oh, I'm good, make 150,000 work mm-hmm. from home. AI is about to replace a lot of their jobs mm-hmm. and so even people in tech right now are having to realize they gotta like learn what's going on so that way they can stay on top of it not yeah. get replaced by it
1: yeah no, I, I, I like that I think that's a that's a great way to look at it and and I would just say this too because I've seen a couple changes at least in the tech space mm-hmm. that have happened to business like you know it used to be a record store you got Blockbuster and, and it's like Netflix. one thing I've learned is don't nobody care when you get put out of business when it's something that's better yeah like Blockbuster ain't here no more, but I'm I'm not mad I ain't got no late fees and I ain't gotta go to the store to rent no movie. I can just push a button on my, my TV.
0: Yeah. I'm not facts. mad
1: at it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And before that, when Netflix was just mailing it to me, I wasn't mad at that either. No. And so there's some people that say, like, oh man, it's gonna do this, it's like, but listen, y'all, they not ain't nobody gonna really care. So you, you gotta get with the train yeah. as soon as possible to at least start understanding. It. And that, that's my that's my question that I would ask you next is if you were to start, because I know you've been in the space now for a little while learning about tech, AI,
0: where's the first place you would start? The first place I would start, um, so, so first I actually wanna double back to something you said because I wanna make sure people really hone in on a piece that you just mentioned. I love how you brought up the Blockbuster Netflix analogy. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows obviously Blockbuster decided to just stay doing what they were doing. Yep. Netflix tried to sell themselves to Blockbuster. Blockbuster was trying to lowball them. <laughs> Of course, Netflix ended up becoming the new thing. Yep. But what I think is dope is how Netflix didn't make the same mistake that Blockbuster made, where Netflix they were initially just, you know, mail in, you know, like you yep. know, you can mail. Mm-hmm. But then they peeped game about the streaming movement. Yep. And then they, they could have easily said, "Oh, we're not going to we're not going to like change our business model. We're a new business. We we just like basically outdid Blockbuster." Yeah. They were like, "We're not going to end up like Blockbuster." Nice. They pivoted. So, I almost look at People who are, like, not trying to pay attention to the tech, AI industry at all, almost like blockbuster, where yeah. it's like, okay, you're already kind of outdated. Yeah. Mm. And then I see people that think they're good because they're already somewhat familiar with tech, yep. almost like what Netflix would have been. Hmm. But then, of course, this conversation is about, no, don't be like who Netflix could have been, but be like who Netflix actually is, right. where they pivoted from the mail-in to the streaming service. Got it. I like and that. And so
1: That's I, I
0: just wanted to, like, touch on that because I love that you yep. mentioned that. That's wrong. Now to, to your uh, to your question about okay, where would I get started at mm-hmm. right now? I would get started at what are called customer facing roles. Okay. Now people don't know about customer facing roles in tech. So most jobs in tech in general or forty seven percent of jobs in tech are considered non technical roles, okay. meaning that you do not have to have a technical degree. You don't have to know how to code, program. I don't know any of those things. I don't okay. have a degree. I'm, I'm I don't know. I know, the information I know about coding and programming, you can learn it in five minutes. You know just about as much as me. Wow. Nevertheless, I was able to scale and make significantly more money than, than the majority of people that weren't leveraging other things that I was able to leverage in the tech yep. industry, but that's that's a whole nother conversation. Yep. Where I would get started and where I encourage people to get started at, unless someone just really, really wants to be technical or wants to code and program, I encourage them to get started in what are called customer-facing roles. Customer-facing <laughs> role is either a tech sales role, basically you're a software sales. Got it. You can make a ridiculous amount of money in tech with that, starting out at least at least like a low six figures. Yeah. You can scale in three to five years, depending on the company that you're at, depending on how you're networking, how you're moving, you can scale to about 300000 to half a million dollars in five to ten years, depending on how you're moving, you could be a multi-millionaire in the tech industry. Just nine to five. Wow, That's in the job space. Just in the job space. So, so I would say, te- so tech sales. You have customer success manager. Basically, we know of it as like customer support. People don't know in the tech industry, customer support is called. They call it customer success. That's yep. a six-figure job. But hmm. You're doing the same thing. You're a customer a customer success representative wow. working from home. Mm-hmm. So that. Um, sales engineer, which is what I did, uh, where basically I would do demonstrations of my company's technology, of our software, to another company that was interested. Think about you showing your grandparents how to use Instagram, they wanna get on Instagram, you show them how to use Instagram, basically. Yep. But instead of it being your grandparents, it's a business owner that's about to like p- go into contract with your company for like $5 million. Same mm-hmm. thing, literally yeah. you're just showing them how to use the technology. So different customer-facing roles. The reason why customer-facing roles is because not only are all of them on average paying well over $100,000, even entry level, and not only can you scale significantly high, but the main reason why is because when we talk about AI eventually replacing some of the roles, mm-hmm. I, I'm of the belief, I'm a pretty extremist when, when I look at AI. I think it's going to replace everything eventually yeah, yeah. in the next 10, 15, 20 years, a lot of things in the next two years, some things in the next five years. Yep. But even when we talk about roles in tech, the reason why I say people should get started in those customer-facing roles is because, one, it doesn't require a year to two years of experience. Yep. You know, it, it pays a ridiculous amount of money. Yep. But three, it's a lot harder for AI to replace it. Yep. Because someone is cool with AI replacing a programmer because you never see a programmer. Right. A programmer is in a back office coding things, developing things. But, so you're cool if you find out a a AI programmed a website that you're on. You don't care about that. But if you hop onto a sales call and a company's trying to sell something to you and it's a robot trying to sell it to you, you're going to be like, ah, nah. Mm -hmm. So that's why customer facing roles are so valuable because it's going to take a very long time, maybe never before we evolve to where we're comfortable enough talking to a robot and buying something from a robot or getting customer service from what we know is a robot or AI.
1: No, I agree a thousand percent. And I, somebody asked me the other day, like, what do I think about AI? I said, I man, I think it's great, but I was like, I, I can't see it replacing everything until the day comes where I call a company and I don't be like, representative, representative. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what's happening, you know, I push zero, <laughs> hey listen, let me talk to the representative. Because yeah. there's some things that happen, like you just want to talk to a person. And there's yeah. some things that happen, like no, I need somebody to understand
0: where I'm coming from. That's real, so, so to that point, <laughs> all right, so we about to dive in a little bit. We about to get kind of weird. All right, so to that point, I ag- I agree with you one hundred percent. Yeah, this is where it gets a little weird. When I when I was talking about when I was saying customer facing roles, I'm talking about like a role where they at least see a see a yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason why is because they already have they already have AI technology <laughs> that you can't differentiate that it's not a person. Mm. Because not only is it able to answer all your questions. They have programmed it to where it has some of the imperfections that we have when we're speaking. So meaning that, and and I'll send you some examples. Yeah, please. Meaning that you'll be on there and you'll say like, "Hey, I'm just I'm here to you know check my check my bank account information." Mm -hmm. They'll say, "Okay, cool." Um, they'll literally say, "Um," like I'll say it'll say that and it'll say, "Uh, so what's your your mailing address or what's your your information, whatever your Mm -hmm. uh, your your personally personal identifiable information." And then you'll you'll say it, and then it'll say okay. It'll say all right. I'm just typing it in, and it'll say do 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 do. When in reality, AI could just just pull it up right away. Right. It has they've programmed it with mannerisms and inflections, so so that way you're like, oh, this is definitely a person. Wow. So that's why I mentioned customer facing roles where it's like them mm. actually seeing you because the audio will not be that hard for them. I mean, already people are already getting scammed where they're getting phone calls from yeah, family, phone members family members yeah. and stuff. So. Yeah, so AI. I mean, if if it's like a sales role, you feel like it's pretty safe for a while. If it's a sales role, is safe if it's face to face. Got it. If it's face to face or even virtual. Now, I think in the next year, two years max virtual AI is gonna be indistinguish indistinguishable because it's almost indistinguishable right now. Hmm. I gave it a, really probably a year, but it just to be safe, two years max, before none of us are gonna be able to look at like a, a virtual AI like talking to you and realize it is virtual AI. And so I mean we, we my, my team and I like we play around with these tools all the time. So it's not even just I'm in the tech industry and yep. it's not even just that I'm kind of a fan of this stuff. Yeah. But it's also like even within our business we're like, okay, what AI, what technology? We're constantly looking up new technology we can use to save us money and of course, scale our business. And some of the things we see are freaky. It's like, bruh, this is crazy. Wow. But the face-to-face, if someone's doing like face-to-face or door-to-door sales, no, no robot, yeah. robot cyber, like any cyborg type stuff, yeah. we're probably 15 years away yeah, before that's be on that level. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I can see that. What about, because in a, in a lot of spaces, there's a disparity in income for minorities and women specifically. What have you seen in the tech and in, in the AI space right
0: now? I would say, so I can't speak too much to disparity when it comes to income in the tech industry. Uh, because everybody that I know that's, that's black and working tech, they get into the bag. Okay, right? They get into so, the bag. Um, I, I don't know anyone that's in tech that's black. I, I'll say it this way. I don't know anyone that's in tech that's black that's been in tech for at least a year that is making under $100,000. I'm baffled whenever I meet someone and they're like, yeah, I've been in tech for a year and a half and they're making like 90000 I'm like, what? Like my first job I started at ninety thousand. Wow. And so my first job I started at ninety thousand. Within nine months, I had job hopped twice, which is a thing in tech. I job hopped within nine months. My third job that literally nine months after I started my first job, they had me at two hundred and thirty thousand dollars. And that was my wow. that was my take home salary. That wasn't even my other like, you know, uh, other other types of uh, payment incentives hmm. and stuff. So can a person have more than one job inside of tech? Yeah. I've heard some people do that. <laughs> yeah. So some people do it. It's kind of a thing. So so there's a couple different names for it. And there's slightly different versions as to how what it looks like. There's job stacking and then there's overemployment in tech. And this is a way a lot of people start making. This is how a lot of people start making like half a million dollars like their first year and a half, two years in tech. Wow. Now, the, So what, what it looks like, it looks like a couple different things. I know people that do it the wrong way. Like they hustling backwards. I know mm-hmm. people to do it the right way. Okay. So the people that do it the wrong way, and some of them are probably gonna be in the comments and they're gonna disagree that this is the wrong way. But <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I'm gonna say it's the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Usually what they're doing is they're working, like they are working at two to three tech companies at the same time. Okay. Now, nine times out of ten, the only way this is possible is if you're in a non-customer-facing role. You're in a role where basically you're working in what are called sprints. Like you have deadline assignments, not assignments where you have to be on calls, talking to customers. But it's like you're given a list of assignments and you're like, oh, I'm given three months to do this thing. I could do this in a month. And then, okay, I'm going to work at some other tech companies too on the low and I'm going to just get assignments from all of them and Mm. collect all of this money from all of them. Got it. So I know people that are doing that. Many of them are really stressed doing that Mm. because... It's like, okay, yeah, you could have just got $140,000 working at one company, but because you really, 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 really wanted a quarter million, now you're at two, and now you're working 60 hours a week when you could have been working 35 hours and could have leveraged that money towards investing into business or something else. Now, that's one way people do it, which I don't think is the best way. Got it. Now, another way people do it, oh, dang, I feel like I shouldn't even so- whatever, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna give out a game. We running the play, we running the play. We running the play. 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 Let's go. All right, look. So another way people do it, this is one of my homeboys did. This is what made me want to get in tech. Okay. I had a homeboy. He has, at the time, it seemed like so much money. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, he was never working. Mm-hmm. But he was in tech. And I was like, like we, we were we were business partners at the time. And I mean, I was a lift driver. I ain't, mm-hmm. had, I ain't had nothing going on, no motion. Mm-hmm. And uh, He just, there were things in the business, like something that cost like $10,000. And I would tell him how I was going to raise the money to pay for it. Mm-hmm. He was like, bro, $10,000. He was like, I just... I just paid for it I was like what mm-hmm. and, and things like that would happen multiple times in the business and I was like bruh I was like you never working like he was always available all the time yeah he told me what he would do was now he, he's a pretty big dog he's a, he's, he's, he's a brother but he's a big dog in tech like yeah. he he a beast like he is a beast mm-hmm. what he would do is he would get contracts he didn't work for any tech company he was he would do, get contracts so he had a contract from he had a contract from like Home Depot mm-hmm. and a contract from another company where there are companies that aren't tech companies but are aggressively trying to become tech companies they're building Mm -hmm. out software and technology. Mm -hmm. He would get these contracts and one would be like a a four-month contract for like Mm $150,000. Another one would be a six-month contract for a quarter mil. He would collect these contracts and then he would hire junior developers on like Upwork or other platforms. Wow. And he would pay them, let's say like from the quarter million dollar contract, he'd get like Two or three junior de- junior devs, he'll pay each of them 50000 and he'll collect the other, like, $100,000 and just, back, like, back pocket it. Wow, so he was like, a mini staffing agency. Yeah, he would do it with, like, different companies. Wow. So he was making, like, half a million more, chilling, living his life. All he had to do is periodically throughout the day, every now and again, check on their work to see if they were doing stuff right. Mm-hmm. So that's a so really you good you got to know do.
1: enough to be able to check the to work too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you so
0: to- yeah, so he did, but that's again because he was he's like a top level software. Now now he's a now he now he shoot he works at three companies now, but it, that's because he he's borderline genius. Like oh, he just wow. he wants some other stuff. He wants yeah. some other stuff. But for anybody that wants to job stack or do overemployment, and maybe you're not as knowledgeable as he is, you can do. You can get contracts. There's another way to do it. It's the last okay. one I'm to mention. There's yep. another way to do it. And this is the one that's pretty common. People will get, they'll work at a couple different companies. Yep. And then they'll find people that live overseas mm-hmm. that can't that, that, that can get the job at the company because, you know, for whatever reasons, maybe they have to, like, be a U.S. citizen, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they'll, like, share, like, half the salary with that person. Mm-hmm. That person will know their know the job and they'll do, like, basically all the work. And so yeah, it it's it's a, it's a very similar thing but instead of a person getting contracts cuz in order to get contracts from a lot of tech companies you got to really like have yeah, some weight stuff, yeah. But even if you're just okay you're going to work at a few of them, yeah. Some people do that where they just kind of like they get people overseas, have them do the work overnight and then while they're just really focusing on just one job. So that's like another way to do it. Yeah, dope, dope. Then. And by the way, one of our partners
1: that you know you talk about them all the time course careers is a great place I think for you to start learning yeah um, and you talk about them all the time we got we're gonna drop some uh, uh, like a code in the in the, in the show notes so you guys get some money off to really start learning because it's not <laughs> even super expensive so, man it's, it's crazy affordable <laughs> it's like it's super affordable so when I look at it, it's like the barriers to entry isn't extremely hard the learning timeline isn't extremely hard and from what I've seen it doesn't seem like it's very hard to get hired in the space either. If I'm broke today and I got five hundred dollars, <laughs> what what would you say to a person like, okay, bro, I got to figure something out? Would, would would that be a route that makes sense for them to start? Bro, that's get into the that's
0: bro, that's the greatest route. I like so look. I'm, I'm gonna say it like this. I'm, I'm gonna keep it stack. Obviously, I'm I'm very pro entrepreneurship. I'm pro all of those things. Yep. But whether we're talking getting a loan from a bank or we're talking you being your own angel investor into your business. I believe the best way to do that is a career in tech. Yeah. And so if we're talking about, okay, if you have $500, definitely do course careers. Like, okay, I'm, I'm going to keep it a stack. Yep. I'm partnered with a bunch of different, like, boot camps myself that I refer people to. Yep. There is not a boot camp that I know of that's gotten people more jobs faster than course careers. People get jobs through course careers like crazy. Wow. And they get, like, ridiculously high-paying jobs. Most people land in somewhere between, like, somewhere between the low end, like 85000 on a high end, like $125,000. i have seen some people accept roles for like 65000 which is cool because it's That's starting out. I mean, if you got if you only got $500, can't be mad Bruh. at $65,000. Working, <laughs> <I'm> working remote, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They, they, the company gives you your equipment. They, bro, they cover everything. Mm. And so, no, nah, bro, it's, it's a game changer. If I had not known about course careers before I got in tech, so I did a tech boot camp to get in tech. Yep. It was way more expensive than course careers. Yeah. Had I known about course careers, I would've just did, did course careers. And that's yeah. why I'm always telling people about it too. Yeah, yeah, I
1: think it's a great place. And we got a discount for, you know, y'all want to run a play show, so we're, we're dropping the show notes, but it's gonna be just in 50. And listen, I think the space is booming, man. It's 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 two, two, two spaces, I'm, well, really three I'm excited about. One is tech, one is AI, and the other is solar. Those are things that I don't yeah. personally think are going anywhere, at least for the next decade. And so as i'm looking forward like i'm always just trying to put people on like looking ahead because i think one of the mistakes that sometimes we can get is like we start getting ahead and then we start trying to repeat the past instead of saying okay let me keep looking forward like what you was talking about with netflix Mm -hmm. yeah so y'all y'all get get on game and start researching this stuff and start learning it um as soon as possible now let's talk about some of the fun stuff because i've seen stuff from stuff at the grocery stores stuff from shops, stuff to drivers like matter of fact we just had lunch today and there was a there was a delivery like ch- cart driving stuff and it was somebody riding the bike behind it mm-hmm. to make sure it was stopping at the stop sign Some there was somebody that start walking in front of it and it stopped and paused and it's, he's like taking notes to make sure it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do yeah so i'm like yo this stuff is is happening right now yeah like what what are you seeing with that Cause that is physically taking jobs.
0: Yeah, literally. That,
1: like that, you know, because like now we talking about drivers and stuff like that. Now yeah. we was talking about UPS. Yeah. So give me some insight to that. Cause a lot of people are like, oh, they they rich now. They are making one hundred seventy thousand dollars. What 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 is the backside of that and, and the impact long term? Yeah, you think?
0: So the UPS situation. So first off, shouts out to everybody that's at UPS that's right. that was you know that was protesting, mm-hmm. that was asking for the raise. Hats off to them for getting that. Uh, that being said. As we know what articles go... <laughs> That's what you know some buddy, it's like, Yeah, Let me butter it up for Let me butter it up for Let me just say this. All right, we go ahead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> So that being said, so out to them for that. That being said, of course we know, and, and these are things they, they know, but most of the public doesn't know this. The articles are grossly exaggerating. Like, yeah. when They're like, oh, they're getting $170,000. they are not getting $170,000. Yeah. They're getting like a little under $100,000. First off, in order to get that, you have to like be at the company for five years. mm in order in order to like even get up to like that level. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, that's good. But you're getting like a hundred thousand dollars five years later, which is is better than most industries. Not as good as like tech or you know other industries yeah. like that, but it's still better than most industries. The other downside to it is that the so the rest of the money when it says $170,000, that was talking about like other like benefits and, you know, other incentives right. and things that they were yeah. gonna get. Now, outside of the pay, the reason why I don't think this is as good as people think is because already these delivery companies and pars- uh, parcel shipping companies have already been working on technology to replace these drivers mm-hmm. and replace the delivery workers. We, yeah. I mean, we, we've already seen that. Like I walk around Miami and I see delivery robots passing by me on the sidewalk all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. And so – this isn't even something that, that they're gonna start working on. They've already begun working on it already. Yeah. And now one of the things that people didn't pay attention to with the news is that the companies, the 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 owners, the investors, all of them, they had to grossly slash their expectations for their earnings. Yeah. Once they had to like up the pay for their drivers. Yeah. And because of that, we know like any business owner, anybody that's entrepreneur, or if you even study things. People start businesses to make money, right? They're in business to make money. Absolutely. Most business owners aren't in business to look out for the workers. Like they want the workers to be doing well enough, mm-hmm. but they're That's doing right. the business to make money. But then when you have investors, now you're kind of doing the business to make the investors money. And right. the investors care even less about the employees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So naturally by default, what's happening is the conversation is gonna be okay. How can we quickly just get rid of these drivers? Right. And by default, They're going to look at, okay, they're going to literally be having conversations. It's not like one company is creating this this robotics or AI delivery. There are probably hundreds of companies that are racing to be the best. So literally, whether we're talking UPS, DHL, FedEx, Amazon, whoever, all of these companies are, are in meeting after meeting, in demo after demo, looking at each company's technology preparing salivating at the mouth to go into contract even like they'll probably start it out in like one city or one area to test it out they'll probably test it out with different companies Mm -hmm. and as soon as they kind of crack the code they're going to gradually start getting rid of the drivers so as much as this like good news it's temporary good news for those drivers realistically whether we're talking the drivers whether we're talking cashiers whatever industry like you know general or common industries people are, are looking at or in we need to look at okay this is temporary what can i start either investing my pennies into yeah or what kind of upskilling can i do right or what can i do business or career wise some heavy pivot has to happen Yep. because what we see the world as today in five years is going to look entirely different yeah
1: no I, th- I think that's a thousand percent accurate and i this, this was, I had to get taught this y'all like from a business standpoint. Cause like, you know, you, you got a business now. It's like any entrepreneurs, y'all know, we get a balance sheet. Yeah. You, got, you got assets, you got liabilities. And when I was younger, you thinking, okay, I'm an to employ a company. I'm a great asset to the company. Labor is on the liability side of the house. And so what, what do you do when you, if, if you're trying to cut your budget, you look at the thing that's costing you the most and you try to make sure you can cut it down a little bit. Well, companies do the same thing. They say, okay, man, what is costing us the most? Ah, uh, labor. That's why when a company is trying to downsize, the first thing they do is cut
0: people. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and it's not. I'm not laughing at it, but it's. I think it's important for us because, like, I'm not anti jobs. I'm just. I'm. I'm pro having multiple options and skill sets that make you valuable in the marketplace. Yeah. And so you got to say, okay, man, in this pool of people, how can I be more valuable to a company? Yeah. Well, what if I'm working for a company that's looking for this, but they find out that I already have the skill sets they're looking for? Maybe instead of them searching for it, I've already been here. I can start working with them. And so I think learning these skills, getting on the front end of it. So now in three to five years, instead of you just learning about it, you've had three to five years
0: of experience in the space. Yeah, and I don't even think it's – I don't look at working in the tech industry as something that's separate from entrepreneurship. I look at it as something that's like kind of adjacent or almost parallel to it. Yeah, Because it's like, okay, you get – let's say someone's, oh, man, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I'm broke and okay i'm trying to build this business but first off i don't understand that much about business i don't understand that much about systems or how to build a team or how to lead or how to scale whatever and it's like i can't afford these courses or i can't afford these masterminds or i can't afford x y and z yeah and it's like okay if you're at that space like you mentioned like whether we're talking course careers or something else it's like okay if you're in that space okay you get a six-figure career in tech Okay, boom, now you have the money yeah. for these courses, for these these conferences, for these masterminds. Right. Now you can get in a room with certain people. So yeah. now your knowledge is growing and expanding. Your network is growing and expanding. But also being in the tech industry is more than just getting a big check. Mm-hmm. First off, the skills and things you learn in this industry, I mean, even though we're talking about tech sales, you yeah. become a master at sales. One thing that's that's very close to being being a CEO or being a founder is sales. Yeah. You have to understand sales. Yep. So within that, now you, you become a master at understanding sales, but not just general sales, not like you're just selling a book, yep. but you're selling an expensive software to another CEO. Right. So now you're skilled with B2B sales. Yeah. Now you take your new n- net worth, yeah. You take your new network from the events, you take your new knowledge from going to those conferences, the masterminds, things like that. But also now you have a a network of people in the tech industry that are all six and seven figure earners. Once I got in the tech industry, after five months, most of my friends all were, like the majority of them were making between half a million to multiple millions of dollars. Mm. That was either from me networking at events, but mainly from me just being in the tech industry by default. Mm And because of that, once I once I say, oh, I want to start a business. Business, I want to do this. I want to do that. Not who needs an investor? Yeah. Who needs an investor <laughs> when all of us, like even now, like with the the uh, Octoply AI, the company I'm a co-founder with. Yep. We're like we don't need an investor. We can bootstrap. Mm-hmm. Like, all of all of us are making making six and seven figures here. Yep. And so, but also, all of us understand different aspects of the business, whether it's because of the tech industry or because of certain things we've done, because we've gone to masterminds, we've gone to conferences. Yep. So that's why I say I don't look at. If someone just wants to work in the tech industry and they want to become a millionaire, mm-hmm. that can happen just working in the tech industry within five to 10 years, that can happen. Mm-hmm. But if someone's like, "I, ah, I really wanna just be a business owner, be an entrepreneur, cool, get in the tech industry, get this information, get these skills, and now leverage that when it comes to your business, especially if you're mm. working remote. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's man, it's, it's so many options and opportunities. And I think that we're really at a point where it's like, man, I'm not going to say we don't have excuses anymore because I can't speak for everybody's situation yeah, bro, scenario, sure. but there's never been a better time right now. Yeah. There's never been a better time, even like with resources like with, with Run to Play and the, the guests that you have yeah. on here and stuff. Like, You know, I'm, I'm a fan of your content. I like Thank watch you, stuff and I'm like, man, it's it's like so much game that we're able to learn right now. Yeah. And so, and I mean, in the midst of learning the game, you got to run to play. You got to run it.
1: Yeah. 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 No, I love that, man. I think, I think it's it's uh the future is is really bright. I, I wanted to ask you a question, because you said something earlier, and you said, you know, tech space, and then you got AI, right? Yeah. What is the difference? If I'm listening, like, okay, what is the difference between like tech and
0: AI? Yo, that, that's a fire question. I don't think anybody's ever asked that. Okay. So so tech is broad. So so tech in and of itself speaks about software, predominantly software and hardware. Okay. So for instance, this TV, this screen is is tech. Okay. Now it's it's old tech to us now. Yeah. Twenty years ago, flat screen TV was yeah, like it was a new. T- it yeah. was like whoa, mm-hmm. this is tech. It's hardware technology, meaning that it requires certain wires and certain computer chips. That's the hardware. Okay. But it's also comprised of software technology. The software are the things that you can't see. Usually the the coding yeah. that goes in there, uh, or the you know them, them coding certain things for something to pop up on the screen, the run yeah. to play things like that. So there's hardware and then there's software. Okay. Now, usually when I talk about tech, I'm predominantly talking about the software industry or okay. the SaaS, software yeah. as a service industry. Netflix is a software as a service. It's yeah. software and it provides a service. Got it. You know. Um, like Salesforce. Salesforce, yeah. software as a service. Yeah. Perfect example. So, now this is where we get into the difference. Alexa, Alexa, Siri, Google Voice, those are not AI. Everybody talks about them like they're okay. AI. I was good. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, Oh, man, you know, the AI, that's not AI. Now, eventually, it's about to be AI. They're integrating AI into it right now. It's actually embarrassing that they're late to the AI move. Literally, Mm. these newer companies are about to lap them. That's a whole other conversation about how you can start something new and they can lap big dogs. But anyway, now, Alexa, Siri, Google Voice are not AI. Everything that they're able to do and that they know is pre-programmed information. Okay. So there are programmers, like the, the programmers that work at um, Amazon or work at AWS, Amazon Web Services, they have programmed... Think of it like you, be a parent.
2: Okay. A
0: parent who teaches their kids some stuff. The kid learns some things from their parents. The parent is the programmer. Yep. The programmers program things. But then the kid also goes out into the world. Let's say the world is Google. Yep. The kid goes out to, into the world and learns from Google. So... Everything the kid is able to express or explain to you is based off of either what was programmed by the parent or based on what it got from Google. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Got it. Now, that's, that's typical software tech. Yep. That's Siri, Alexa, Google Voice. Now, AI, AI is, is okay, now that kid is basically, you're taking a leash off of that child. And now the child can go to college the child can go to this country. It can go yep. to that country. It can do basically whatever it wants to do. And now it's learning by itself. Hmm. So 10 years later, you see that child or maybe that old friend again, and you talk to them, you're like, whoa. You're like, bro, you're way smarter. You know things you didn't know before.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You're, And not only that, it adapts. You can introduce it to your friend and say, yo, this is, this is my homeboy Bill right here. And then it'll be like, oh, hi, Bill. And then you'll be like, yeah, Bill's favorite color is red. Okay, cool. And then a year later, it'll see Bill again, and it'll say like, "Oh, Bill, I got you this this like red shirt." And obviously I'm not saying it could physically do yeah, something, yeah. but it it learns and it adapts. Software by itself cannot truly learn and adapt. You know, like uh, every time our, our iPhones update, mm-hmm. they don't update automatically. They update because there are programmers that are saying, "Okay, we have to update the the iPhone or update." Update um the the software with these this new these new ideas that we come come up with. Yep. So they software developers have come up with new ideas, and it's an oversimplification because somebody else will be like, no, it's it's the product manager and it's the product team. I know yep. all of that stuff, but just simplification for people to understand all of this stuff. Software developer says, okay, cool, we're gonna come up with these new things. Yep. And okay, now people, now we're gonna push out these updates to where yep. Siri now is updated. Yep. But AI doesn't need to push out updates. AI is just constantly getting smarter, like a person. Got it. You know, it's like every day you're learning new, new things. Yeah. AI is the same. So, so, so basically, AI is like us. That's it's why really it's a like scary us. scary for like the movie yeah. stuff. Though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and eventually, it will become self aware. Yeah. So what an AI, and some of it is right now, some AI is like, no, I am AI. I know that I'm AI. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, okay, do you know what like do you know know what that means? Mm-hmm. Or are you just saying you know what that means? And that, that's where we're, we're starting to step into some pretty interesting territory.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Okay.
0: So somebody says, all
1: right, maybe I don't want to get into the sales side. I just, you know what, since the tech space is booming, I'll just be a recruiter for the tech space. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's front facing. So that I if I attach myself, what what are your thoughts on that? Person that says that. I'll
0: say a couple things. First off, I will say that uh, for those that really, really want to do that, uh, use uh, use the discount code that Justin mentioned to do Course Careers because they do have a tech uh, recruit, tech recruit HR tech course uh, with Course Careers. They they mm-hmm. uh, they know that or they have that. But something came out recently with Indeed. Okay, um, most people know. I mean, everybody. Yeah. Most people have, like applied to jobs mm-hmm. before, so. Indeed, recently announced that they are working on AI recruiters. Hmm. And so, so first off, let me really back. So the reason why a tech recruiter is a better role than being a recruiter for most other industries is because it's a six-figure job. Like yeah. most jobs in tech, it could be a regular job in any other industry. Just because you're working in tech, you're going to get paid significantly more just yeah. by default. Okay. But indeed they are working on AI recruiters to where they're going to have it to where when people that are doing virtual interviews, they're going to have technology to where instead of it being an actual recruiter, it'll be AI. Now, I'm not mm. sure if it'll, maybe it'll virtually, it'll have a person show up, yeah, or it'll you just are staring at a screen. I'm sure they'll probably have like a person show up because just staring at a screen would be weird. And so that's something that they're working on. Now, does that mean that's going to get implemented anytime soon? No, because what people think, people see a company come up with technology and they think, oh, this automatically is going to go into effect. No, they have to sell that technology to other companies and other companies have to adapt and accept it.
1: Which is where the tech sales...
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, that's literally the job. So Indeed is going to have their own tech sales team that are going to be doing uh, meetings with different companies And they're going to be doing demos. That the the tech salespeople are going to be selling or offering to sell the technology. The sales engineers, like what I did, are going to be doing demonstrations of the technology. Got it. And then, but I do believe gradually, probably by it's still probably going to take like another decade or so before it's going to be somewhat normal. Mm -hmm. So tech recruiting is still an industry that at least for the next five years you can get in, make a good you know make a good you know one hundred fifty thousand dollars plus. Use that money towards other things, and then get out of there before like AI replaces it. But yeah. eventually, that's gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like, I want to switch gears and talk about Cyrus the Man.
1: You know what I'm saying? Okay. Cool. You know, I think tech is good. That's important. But I always like to find out how people get here and, and, and their thought process.
0: Yeah. So, before tech, what were you doing, So before tech, so I served in the Marine Corps for six years. Okay. So your right service. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. My pleasure. My pleasure, yeah. man. But um, so yeah, right right out high school. Cause I didn't I didn't have any plans or nothing. I didn't know what I was gonna do. I didn't even do do the SATs or nothing. So I was not prepared for college at all. Yep. So I just knew that I needed to leave my I needed to leave my neighborhood. I said, so I can't just stay here. Yeah. And so I I left, did the Marine Corps, and I was in the Marine Corps for about six years. Towards the end of my contract in the Marine Corps, got really uh got like really kind of serious about my faith uh in God as a Christian, started doing a lot of work with churches. Okay. And that kind of like blew up. Like I was doing some work with churches, speaking on panels as like a young kid thinking I knew something I didn't know nothing. Yeah. Talking about relationships and stuff at twenty years old. Like <laughs> yeah. what was I yeah. thinking? Anyway, they would they would shoot they just put me on the panels. Mm-hmm. Uh but I was speaking at those different events and then eventually that just kind of grew to where I just started getting booked to speak at different churches, colleges, conferences, everywhere, whether it was about relationships, about faith, mm-hmm. about life. Uh and that was I was doing that full time for probably about six or seven years. And I I I, them, I thought I was like just a creative and a speaker. Yeah. That was my whole thing. That was during the Marine Corps
1: or after the Marine. Corps? It was right
0: after the Marine Corps. Okay. Right after the Marine Corps. Yeah. And so what's funny is that I was broke. I, I, I everybody thought I was popping because yeah. of social media. Mm-hmm. You know, they seen you getting fluid yeah. out, they know like, yeah. you popping.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah. I thought
0: I was popping too, but yeah. like I look back and I'm like, no, nah, I was I was, cracking open probably about like thirty five thousand a year. Wow. I just looked like I was popping. Yeah, yeah. I was living in the hood. Didn't have a car. Didn't have nothing, and. It was dope I still enjoyed it. I still make an impact, which is really what matters. But at some point, really it was around the time the pandemic hit. Okay. Which has shifted a lot of people. Yep. When the pandemic hit and I had to sit down, first off, I was like, okay, I don't have any real skills. Mm-hmm. But secondly, I really had to look in the mirror and I was like, bro, you 30 years old now. It's like you 30 years old and you broke.
2: Yeah.
0: And you've been broke. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and you've been you've been just riding off of the dopamine. Of you speaking and traveling and looking like you popping. Yeah. And I was like, bro, you broke. And then and then you know you dating women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we, yo, women, women are savages, especially as they get older. Yeah, for sure. And and I respect, I love it. I love mm-hmm. it about them. But you know, I'm dating women around the time, and women just basically as women get older, they 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 not gonna mince words. They They're gonna, gonna be
1: like, exactly how it is. They're
0: gonna be like, playboy, I'm sorry, you broke. Or you ain't got this, you ain't got that. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not even talking about the golden women. I'm just talking about women who women just are like yeah. they people game. You're not a provider, yeah. and it's like it don't, it don't matter how cute you are, how funny you yeah. are. At that point, they like Playboy, all that stuff played out. Yeah, like, exactly. what you got?
1: Yeah.
0: And so, really had to sit with myself, and I was I lost everything, and I was uh, staying with my sister in my. She gave me my niece's bedroom. My niece was five years old, so my niece went and slept with her and gave me her her My Little Pony bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I was sleeping in her twin size My Little Pony mattress cover was My Little Pony pillowcase. I laid my head on was My Little Pony. You turn the lights off. There was a My Little Pony glow lamp with ponies. I'm a 30 year old man in a in a in a, a little girl's playroom. Yeah. Looking at my life, waking up every day, I started live driving around that time, mm-hmm. and I was praying, and I was like, "Yo, something has to change." Yep. And I was like, okay, God. I was like, I said, I, I don't care about business. I don't care about any of this corporate stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, but I said, I know that I should as a man. Hmm. And I asked God to, like, change my heart and give me a heart that cared about learning about this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I ain't going to say that I heard from God, but, like, what I felt was communicated to my heart. uh, There's a scripture that says, uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I think it's Romans 10, 17. Mm -hmm. And what was communicated to me wasn't necessarily that scripture, like, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But, like, yo, if you want to grow your faith in God, you need to read the Bible. Yeah. So I ended up kind of like reverse engineering that. And it was like, oh, if I want to grow my desire when it comes to business or it comes to tech or what's happening in the world, I need to start learning about it, even if I don't care about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so while I was live driving, I stopped listening to music. This pissed mm-hmm. a lot of people off in my car. Mm-hmm. I only listen to business podcasts and audiobooks. Mm-hmm. That was it. I've yeah. list. i listened listen to all of Elon Musk's story while I live driving. All of Jeff Bezos's story while I live driving. The Everything story, which is about Amazon, how everything, how he structured it. All of Steve Jobs' story, everything about Apple. Uh, you know, rich dad, poor dad, the millionaire next yeah. door. I mean, the list goes on yeah. and on. All the books that we we talk about. Hey, you made it
1: it to university for real. University while
0: live driving, bro. I had people pull out guns on me because they was pissed. Like, bro, put some music on, bro. Yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> kill you. They were so mad. Hey. And I was just like, and I would tell people like, I say, look, yo, yo, all due respect, I'm just taking you to your destination. I was like, look, I gotta educate myself.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was through sitting in that car, lift driving, that my entire brain transformed. And I, I started falling in love with everything, with business and then the tech industry. And that was when I knew, yo, I have to get in this industry. I knew it, was, it wasn't even just the bag. Mm-hmm. I said, yo, this is where the world is going. Yeah. And so I got in the industry. Now, did I expect for it to blow up the way, you know, not just the industry, but even like my career? I didn't expect it. But, you know, God always has like a bigger plan. Like we just think about what we want. And when God wants something for us that we want for us as well, ourselves as well. Usually it's because he wants it not just for us, but he wants it because he knows it's gonna like he's gonna use us to impact others. Yeah, for sure. And so yeah, man, so that, that's what happened, but Yeah, that's yeah. dope.
1: I always have a segment on the show's called breakdown of breakthroughs. And I think you kinda shared a little bit of a breakdown, but let me explain what it is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Basically I believe every entrepreneur, they probably have multiple, but at least one breakdown that there's some lessons that are there that if you gather the lessons you'll and you apply them the right way, it could be the ladder to get out and have your breakthrough. Yeah. So it sounds like that was a breakdown. In your career. Yeah. What lessons would you say you pulled out of that situation that maybe somebody that could be stuck right now could apply? Maybe that could be their breakthrough also?
0: I mean, a few. Uh, one is that, you know, I'm sure people have heard this a lot, but nobody's coming to save you. Yeah. No one is coming to save you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you, you mentioned earlier, like, people were talking about AI and tech taking away our jobs. The government doesn't really care. Yeah. Companies don't care. Like, mm-hmm. no one cares. Yeah. So stop thinking if you, if you, if you, cry and scream loud enough, someone's going to care and come to save you. That's not going to happen. So one, no one's going to come to save you. There was another idea or concept that I had, and this was, I, I remember back when I was living off Hamilton Road, like way before I, like when I was working to eventually start thinking about getting in tech, it was like this weird concept. It's not even a, a quote or a saying, but I, I'll just explain the concept. Okay. Life, so life is like a fight, like you're in a boxing ring. hmm There are some days where life isn't swinging. There are some days it's not swinging. Some days it's just kind of like on defense. It's waiting for you to swing. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And then there are some days where it's just gonna be swinging and it's gonna seem like it's just not swinging. It's just coming at you full Mm -hmm. force. Never ever, I learned this, never live life like you're on the defense. Hmm. Live every day like you are on the offense. Yep. Because, first off, the benefit of that is if life is on the defense,
1: wow. you
0: better be on the offense because yeah. this is your opportunity. You're not being attacked. Yep. This is your time to swing, go all out, get your licks in. Yep. But the beauty of staying on the offense is that you never give, you never fully give life an opportunity to get on the offense. Yeah. It's almost like if you're in a fight, if you're constantly swinging. Yep. The person never gets a chance to really like fight back because every time they try to start swinging, or almost like if you're in a gunfight, yeah, you keep if somebody standing. just shooting, 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 and they're undercover, they never have an opportunity to pop their head up. Yep. Now, does that mean like plenty of times life has like popped up in the last two years since yep. all that that's happened? Because two years ago I was live driving, yep. I was not in tech yet. Plenty of times life has popped up and it's like you know let off some shots at me. Yeah, but those shots don't hurt me as much because I'm so on the offense. Yep. And now that isn't something that happens overnight. That's more so something people have to condition within themselves. But that never, you'll never become that person if you never start taking the steps to become that person. Mm. So you have to at least start. It's just like working out. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to, you know, be prepared for a marathon next week. You have to start preparing like, you know, six, nine months, sometimes a year and a half in advance. Mm -hmm. But you'll never be prepared for it. You'll never have the conditioning for it. If you don't start training today,
1: hmm. that's strong, bro. I appreciate you sharing that. And you know something else I just I gathered from your story too is like you was in your sister house, yeah, wasn't a great situation, but you still went and drove a lift. yeah. Like so, it's a couple of things for me. Number one is like you were humble enough to say, look, I can't just stay where I'm at, yeah, and feel sorry for myself. And it's like, yo, even if you're not where you want to be, you got to still keep moving. Oh, facts. That's what I'm here. Like you know, there's some people they get like some happens like oh they just give up, and it's yeah. just like, I'm chilling, like, man, sometimes, like, like you can only be blessed if you're doing something, you get some motion, you get it going, and that's like, real. and then you make the best out of the situation, like, yo, okay, you know what, I'm driving, but at least let me get some education out of this piece, so it they can be facts. beneficial for me, so now I'm getting paid to learn, Yeah, you know what I'm saying, so I I think I think there's a ton of lessons in, in your experience, and I appreciate you sharing that, because there's somebody that's listening, yeah. that, you know, they're they gonna have those challenges as well, uh, I think you're a, a very... Creative creator. I don't know if that makes any sense, but like your content (laughs) is really creative. What there's some people that's like, okay, two years ago you're driving Lyft to today. It's like, I mean, you, I've seen you do stuff from dancing yeah yeah. mouth and stuff. Like, it's like, how (laughs) does a guy go from like, I'm driving Lyft? It is like, but now you, it seems like you're living your authentic self. Yeah. Can you give some content creation tips for somebody that's like, man, I'm trying to change my life and I still got to get out here. I don't even know where to start.
0: Yeah. So I would say this. so first of all, good content creation tips for business owners. Okay. They don't think they're creatives. Okay. I don't believe there is anyone more creative than successful business owners. Yeah. Because you're you constantly have to be creative. Now it's not we have to separate being creative versus being artistic. Those are two different things. Yeah. You can be creative and not be artistic. Yep. So I believe anyone that's a business owner and you don't think you're creative, you need to actually just realize that the reason why you're not creative is because you don't see yourself as a creative. You are a creative. You have to be a creative by default. Yeah. So first off, understand, okay, I am a creative. Yeah. Now, just like anything else in business or anything else you're doing, okay, how did you learn something? Well, or how are you able to do something? You had to learn it. Yeah. So likewise, it's whether we're talking content creation, you know, anything on, on social media, whatever, it's, it's just something you have to learn.
2: Mm-hmm. You have to try it. Yep.
0: You know, whether... Whatever it is, you're you're gonna look stupid your your first time. There's a platform called Think Media. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a pretty dope YouTube platform. Yep. And one of the things that they say, the slogan, they say like you have to just press record. Mm-hmm. And they say that your first episode of whatever it is you're doing, whether it's a podcast or content, is gonna be your worst. Yep. But or something Mr. B says like yo, your hundredth time is gonna look better than your first time. So you yep. have to keep doing it. So first, off, I want to say that really just get out there, start doing it, start making the content. I would say that there are... All right, so let me get some some practical 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 tools for people. Yep. When you're making content, I believe in pairing some form of entertainment with education. Yep. Because at the end of the day, nine times out of ten, people do not care about education without some form of entertainment. Right. Now, you have to find what entertainment you're good at. Now, the entertainment could be comedy. Like, yeah. if you're a funny person, mm-hmm. you could do some type of... Something comedy wise, but you find some type of way to layer education or information within there. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're not funny. Maybe mm. you're not a good actor. Some people are good at like acting out scenes, and they'll like have the captions on the screen. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not good at that. I see some people that's trash at that. I'd yeah. be like, yo, this is not your lane. Yeah. <laughs> what you can do instead, something simple. You can just go to. You could go to a nice area in your city where there's a lot of like beautiful landmarks and stuff. You could walk around and either have a person following you with their phone or with your phone, or you could like set up a tripod and just Mm -hmm. like post up, record yourself for 30 seconds. Boom. That's a perfect piece of content. Mm -hmm. You post that on social media with a nice like background music. And then now you just put something on the screen that you want to educate people with. Mm. You've mixed entertainment because entertainment, yeah, it's not, it's not funny, but it's still entertainment. It's entertaining people because they're engaged by your background and where you're at. Hmm. Or... Okay, let's say, okay, you don't want, you know, you're you don't want to, you know, walk around some beautiful place. Let's say you just want to create something at your home. We all know one of the simplest things to do is just take different audios that are on social media of something that's funny. Yeah. This is what I do. I'm 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 pretty lazy.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm pretty lazy when it comes to making content. <laughs> I batch record like crazy. Wow. Even with my podcast, we yeah. bat, we batch record like crazy. We're doing 16 episodes this weekend. Wow. <laughs> but um when I'm making like my social media content. I choose one day. It's usually Saturday. Sunday's my backup day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I set up my tripod, have my light. I find some cool background, whether it's my crib or something in front of my car. You got to flex something. Yep. All throughout the week, whenever I'm listening to audios on social media, every time I hear audio I think is funny, I just save it. Mm-hmm. Even, even if I don't even think about what I'm using. I just save Save yeah. it, save it, save it, save it, save it. Oh, save it. When I go to make content, put my phone up on my tripod. I, I lay out, like, five different shirts. Okay. Because I know... Th- I spread this content out over a whole month.
1: Yep.
0: You know, you can't wear the same shirt for a month. Everybody thinks you're just yeah, wearing it for, for a sure. month. Yep. And it literally... I, I go through all the audios. I choose an audio. I sit down. I, I like, I'm um, lip sync the audio. Yeah. And I kind of, you know, do the body language and movement. And then after that, I save it. I do that, like, four times, and then I change my shirt. Do it four, four or five more times, change my shirt. Do it over and over. Hmm. I make the content without even knowing what I'm going to put on the caption. Oh. I just batch record like 20 pieces of content. And then I choose the day I choose the day before or the week in advance if I'm going to schedule all of them. I choose then, okay, now what I'm going to put on here for the caption. Mm. So I don't because t- too often people try to like analysis by paralysis. Yeah. They try to sit there and think like, okay, what video? What what content am I going to make? Yeah. It's cool to do that for a few different things.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But nine times out of ten, when people do that, nine times out of ten, it's because they they're trying so bad to go viral.
1: Yeah.
0: Nine times out of ten, the content you make you think is gonna go viral, yeah. ain't nobody gonna care about. It, it's gonna be, you spend four hours editing it, yep. trying to make it so cool. It be, be the
1: joint you don't even be thinking about. You be like, what
0: every time? It be the stuff you be having in a barrel that you don't even <laughs> want to drop. You like, man, nobody care about this. And you drop it, <laughs> yeah. and that be the to take right. off. That's wow. So you have to, you have to like, in this instance, get over yourself. Stop thinking so highly of yourself. Yep. Just make the content. Drop the content. Consistency, consistency, and volume trumps rare quality all the time. Like it, it just mm. does. Yeah. And so, and also by default. With you being consistent, you actually will become better and get have more quality with time, just yeah. naturally by default. You know, it's, yeah. you know, Mr. Miyagi, Danielson, wax on, wax off. Yeah. It's like okay, wax on, wax off, but eventually you do that enough. Now naturally, now you've mastered the movements. Yeah. He mastered the movements without even knew he was trying to master movements, but mm-hmm. he mastered them because he did it so much. Right. Yeah. Likewise, same thing with content creation.
1: Man, I love that. That's strong. Cause I think I think what you said is, is perfect that's why I like the idea because like when you're new to making content you can almost put so much energy on one piece man but okay this is about to be the one you yeah. know what I'm saying meanwhile you in that same period of time though you literally could have probably recorded 15 20 pieces of Bruh. content you know what I'm saying yeah and and that's why I feel like even adjusting your strategy just like we're talking about with tech and business the same thing goes with um social media because one of the things that I see a lot of people doing is when you don't have any money or you don't have any following, you don't have any results Is you try to mimic stuff that you saw in the past. Yeah. Facts. And so, uh, me, me and Philly, uh, my creative director, we was talking cause I was like, man, back in the day, like we would go to events and like most people go to events and they you would just get a recap video. Yeah. You like it'd be like real smooth, everything they doing three, yeah. four minutes. And then I was like, this don't make no sense. We here for two days and we make w- three days. And we make one video.
0: Man, that's real.
1: No, we're not doing that no more. Scrap that. And I was like, listen, I don't even care about the recap videos no more. Let's get five to 10 reels every day. Yes. 10 to 15 reels every day of yeah. us talking, testimonials, blah, blah, blah. So now we leave one event with 30, 40 pieces yes, of content exactly. instead of one three-minute video. And I still actually see people doing that today. And I'm like, oh, you still, you still caught in the past. Oh, yeah. You doing stuff that you were, you were inspired by during your process, not noticing that times have changed. Oh, yeah. And that don't... Like, I'm not i am yeah. not going to watch no... Yeah. Three let, let,
0: let me throw myself under the bus. I did that recently Over. at, at InvestFest. Oh, okay. Well, we're I'm, at InvestFest. No, 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 no. Because no. okay. I'm, I'm not somebody where it's like i be trying to I act like I got I it didn't down see back. this. I didn't see this. No, no, no. I didn't yeah. think, I didn't oh, think yeah, you were. Yeah. I'm listening to... And I noticed that when I was at InvestFest because I go to a lot of tech events all the time, but InvestFest was something different. I kind of put it up there with Afrotech. Yeah. And it was something different. And I think it's easier when I'm, like, speaking at an event or something, but because I was just literally just a guest, yeah. you know, at investors happy to be there, I was walking through, and, I mean, we recorded a bunch of things of me talking to people, but because my videographer wasn't there, I just was, like, being lazy, I just yeah. stitched all of it together and uploaded it. But afterwards, I looked at it, and I was like, this is actually really stupid. Mm. I said like, it's one video. And I said it would have be been much better if it was multiple videos. So hearing yeah. you say it, yeah. I'm like, facts. So,
1: yeah, yeah that's real. We, we literally had a conversation. I was like, man, it's just... And now, like, man, we'll get 15, 30 reels yeah. out of the same weekend that you trying to piece together this whole thing. And then it's like, it's mostly music, dropping a little bar here or there. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not as effective as it used to be. And it used to work really well on Facebook. It used to work mm-hmm. really well on, on uh, YouTube. Yeah. But I was like, nah, times have changed. And so yeah, that short form. It's, it's, it's adjusting. And so, like I said, same way you're adjusting business, adjusting your content. But don't overthink the joint, man. Yeah, true. And I, and I like your style, because I'm like, man, he really just like, I like authenticity. Whatever it is, like if it's funny, if it's like whatever, you're gonna do it. And yeah. it's gonna have a business caption and oh yeah. So, so, <laughs> so, all right, so all right, let me ask you this. Your process, like, how do you take something funny and you say, okay, here's my angle to connect it to business. This is my last question for you. How, how do you, like, okay, this funny, this is Mr. Miyagi, you know what I'm saying, like, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. the video is, and now this is my angle to connect it to tech, or my bootcamp, or Octop- Octoply, like, how do you? Man,
0: that's a good question, because how how do I do that? Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't even want to cap, like, I'm like, oh, I just got this all figured out, because uh, cause, cause, cause there, there are some things that we do and we don't even, like, I, I know that I do it, mm-hmm. but I want to think through, like, what is my process when I do that? So first off, I could say this as I, as I'm thinking through thinking through the answer. First of all, I could say this. I always try to do three different three different types of content, mm-hmm. and I try to only have some type of pitch or sales in two of them. Okay. And I always try to have one where it's just it's just content. Yep. You know, because I don't I don't want people to feel like oh he's always selling something yeah. and sometimes i do it just i only sell something once out of every three pieces of content yeah. i'm only pushing something once every three three pieces of content uh so when i try to do that Definitely. and another thing i'll say because i'm tr- trying to think through the answer um there's content so in, in the midst of saying that okay have mixed entertainment with education some of my content Like for instance, like like my podcast clips. My podcast clips do not do nowhere near as many views. And I'm sure it's probably the same thing. Not as many views. The, The education doesn't do as many views as like if I'm doing something funny. Correct. So I always try to always like post something that's funny, or something that's shocking so that's why recently i started like addressing tech news yeah because it's shocking like i'm not like gonna uh, you know do some like viral relationship toxic stuff because that's not me that's not my brand yeah that's another thing people need to know their brand yeah because people will do something to drive traffic Mm -hmm. you drive traffic but the people came to follow you based on something else you posted and Mm -hmm. now you're trying to sell them or promote something to them right and they're like bro i didn't come here for this right so it's really important that business owners and or content creators, whatever the thing that you know that you're good at that drives traffic, yep. you find a way to make sure it lines up with whatever the education or the thing that you're selling. Yeah, that's good. Because if it's if it's too now it doesn't have to exactly be the same thing, but if it's like way too off, mm-hmm. you know, like if if somebody is I ain't gonna say no names. We know a lot of people, but if yeah. somebody's doing like toxic. Relationship content. All, that's all they do. Like toxic relationship content, and they're going viral for that. Mm-hmm. A lot of those people aren't making money. They go viral all the time. They get yeah. so many views. They have so many followers. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are either broke or they're not doing that well,
2: mm-hmm.
0: because it's really hard for them to get brands sponsorships. It's hard. For, there are very few like affiliate deals they can get, yeah. especially not know affiliate deals where they're gonna like make a lot of money on the back end from it. Yeah. So, it's like the thing they, they try to sell, like, like they will try to sell other things. And it's like the people that follow them don't care about that. Yeah. Because they're like, I didn't follow you for that. Right. So, make sure that what you're going viral for isn't in contradiction with your brand or with right. like what it is that you're trying to build. Yep. So, always think through that. So, that's one thing that I do whenever, because there's so many times I want to make content about stuff. Yep. And I'm like, oh, that'd be so funny. Yep. And I'm like, Yep. that that's nothing to do yep. with my brain. Mm-hmm. I'm like nothing. I'm mm-hmm. like that just I'm like, I just can't do it. It just yep. won't work at all. That's real. And so and that's what it is sometimes. Like it's, it's just like being a business owner. Yep. People come to you with a business idea, some, and you'll be like, bro, that actually sounds dope. Yeah. But you're like that just doesn't have anything to do with what I do, yep. and it's like the amount of time and the amount of distraction mm-hmm. and my bandwidth. It's like I just can't do it. Yep. The same right. thing when you're making content. It just yep. it has to make sense.
1: Yep. yep, I love it. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you sharing that, man. Yeah, family. Um Y'all, y'all just got some good information today. I'm, I learned a lot of stuff today. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, so anytime somebody come on the show, we like to make sure they leave with, with a little something. So, oh, I'm, I'm to Grab that for me. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm with it. Hopefully, you know what I'm saying. Hopefully, stuff the
0: stuff fit. You know what I mean? But what we got. by right, door number one. Here
1: we go. So, you know what I'm saying? We got the first book. This is one of the books i oh. to give it to all our people. Speed of trust. That's the currency of business and, you know, Trice. leaders. We got the new, you know, fall, summertime, I mean, winter is coming up. So we got a new ACO.
0: Oh, bruh.
1: Jacket. Got some socks.
0: Oh, this is cold. Yeah, you, know, you know you gotta leave here with the uniform. This you know is cold. Yeah, something for you. You, you know, know what's, what's like. so crazy? What's that? I remember when I was first seeing, uh, seeing like yo, like yo merch and your drip on different people and even uh-huh. on yourself. I was like, man, that's just so cool. But I, I, was, I was like, but I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm just in tech. But now I am an entrepreneur. Hey, and hey. I'm hey. in tech. What? 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 You <laughs> I love it. I, I love
1: mean, it. Yeah. So, you know, this is what it people take time out of their life, you know what I'm saying? Come through, like make sure y'all leave with something,
0: so. Yeah, family. Man, I appreciate you, man. Appreciate, appreciate what this, you're bro. You for the community too, man, cuz it's changed a lot of people's lives, bro. Yeah, man, bro, look, I mean, I, I told you this before like I think when we first met, and I'm not want to say it on here while the cameras are rolling, bro. I mean, I've just been a fan of you, been a fan of like your growth, like your evolution and Thank things you, that you've done, dude. So, Bro, I love it so much, man. Honored to be on here. Thank, Thank you for bringing you. me on your platform with Thank your audience.
1: You, Appreciate you being here, man. So, hey, y'all, you know, Cyrus just gave y'all to play on tech, how to grow in that space with AI. So, you know, y'all got to play. Go run it. We'll see y'all in the next episode. Let's get it. What's going on? Listen, make sure you guys go to runtheplaystore.com, get your official run the play gear. We talk about shirts, socks, jackets for everybody that's run the play all across the world. Are you ready? Gonna run the
0: play. Do you know what it's like to come from nothing at all? But every day you just wanting it all. Do you know what it's like? Every day fixing your fear, but believing that your blessing is near. Do you know what it's like? Growing up broken the most, but still being devoted the most. Do you know what it's like? Yeah.